But it sets up an awesome quarterback duel coming up on Sunday in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Brian Baldinger will join us in just a second to talk about that game and the rest of the slate coming up in Week 10, including the game he'll be on the call of this weekend, the Browns and the Ravens. That's coming up in a moment. But 20 minutes from now, we'll get college football bets for the weekend from our pal, the Bear, Chris Felica from Fox Sports. The Bear stops by in 20 minutes. Will Brinson still to come. Eric Eager, still to come. Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight in the NBA, the National Hockey League, golf bets, and a conversation in the Power Hour and getting bets from our pal Matt Moore from the Action Network. But joining us right now, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. You got to check out Baldy's new Odyssey original podcast. It's called The Best Football Show. It's like the best name for a podcast ever. The best football show. How do you know it's the best football show? Because Brian Baldinger's hosting it. Featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. I look at it it's like Baldy's breakdowns in audio form. What could be better than that? I'll tell you. How about we bring him onto the show right now to talk football? Hell yeah. We are now the best football show. Because Baldy's joining us here on a Wednesday. Baldy, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 10. What's up, Nick? Ken? What's going on, guys? I'm just talk, talking a lot of football, Baldy, as you'd imagine on a Wednesday, uh, and looking forward to your thoughts on some of these games. We'll do. I know you're calling Cleveland Baltimore. I want to ask you about that game, but we we played the the Joe Burrow highlight there, and he's playing Stroud as as Nick mentioned. C.J. Stroud had a great game last week too. What do you make of this game? Now, obviously, like we don't know whether Jamar Chase is going to play. Let's have a conversation though, as as if he is going to play because we just don't know the answer right now. The Bengals are favored by a full touchdown. Baldy's they're kind of like back on track here, two straight wins uh, coming out of their bye, and they look really good over two really good teams too. Do you think the Bengals can win by a big margin against Stroud and the Texans? And what have you seen from Stroud so far this year? Well, I'll start with CJ. He's been unbelievable. And all you have to know, honestly, Ken, is, you know, prior to him coming, Nico Collins was on the Texans roster for two years. He didn't have, I mean, he didn't do anything. He was just a guy out there. at the, Now he leads in the National Football League in yards per catch. He's their number one wide receiver. And he's a really good player. But he's got a quarterback that can consistently get him the ball. So I think C.J. Stroud, I mean, that 46-second you know, uh, drive last week to take him down the field to win the game in a shootout with the Bucks was, was unbelievable. I mean, you really, if you were doing that on Friday afternoon um, you know, against air, you'd be excited about the results. But to do it, to go win the game, um, that's, that, that was a big moment for the Texans and for C.J. Stroud. I I look, this is going to be a great game, whether Jamar Chase plays or not. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference because I, I really love Cincinnati Bengals' defense. Uh, I think they're better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense. I don't think they'll give up 33 points or whatever it was, 37 points last week. Um, I think the Bengals' defense is like a lot of the AFC North defenses. They're, they're to be reckoned with. So I think Baldy telling you likes the Bengals at the number right now, laying a touchdown against the Houston Texans. Baldy, let's talk about two more of those defenses in the AFC North. You'll be on the national radio call of this game coming up on Sunday. And honestly, like just speaking for myself, Baldy, this this confuses me a little bit. So the Ravens, the Ravens are awesome. This is not like an anti-Ravens take I'm about to give. Like, they're great. They're favored by a lot here against Deshaun Watson and the Browns. And I get it, like, uh, even though Cleveland wins last week, it's basically like a fake game and, like, how good actually is Deshaun Watson. But still, it's a lot of points for the Ravens to be favored by against maybe the best defense in football. Or maybe you think the Ravens are the best defense. But Baltimore is a six-point home favorite against the Browns. The total in the game is really low, 38. Do you think this is like another Baltimore beatdown at home? 
home like we've seen a couple times this year against Detroit, last week against Seattle. Ravens favored by six against Cleveland. I like the line, Nick. I really do. I saw the Ravens last week take apart the Seahawks. They did the same thing to the Lions a couple weeks prior. They're just very sound. And the only way I can see Cleveland keeping it close is if, you know, the one flaw that Lamar has this year is he's put the ball on the ground a lot. And he did last week. Sometimes they get him back, sometimes they don't. Uh, But there's been a lot of fumbles in handoff exchanges and whatnot. And if Cleveland can get one or two of those, I think they can keep it closer than six. But I don't like Cleveland's offense against this Baltimore defense right now. I think Cleveland's defense will give Baltimore some problems. I think it's going to be low scoring that, Nick. I don't know what the the over-under is on it. 38. Because I I think these are the two best – 38. I think these are no, – New Orleans has something to say about this, but I think these are the two best defenses in football right now, and I think they prove it week in, week out. And, and they do it differently. Baltimore is a matchup zone team. Cleveland's largely a, uh, a man-to-man team. They do things a little bit differently, but the results are pretty similar in what they do to opposing quarterbacks. So, But I like the Ravens in this game, and I like them by that. I like them by a touchdown in this game, to be honest with you, Nick. Baldy, I know you mentioned you you got to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens already this season. I want to ask you. Obviously, we're you know there's no like technically halfway point of the season, right? Because you know just like we're we're through nine games, but not everybody or through nine weeks, but not everybody's played nine games. But a lot of because we're kind of at the midseason point, everybody's starting to talk about. All right, we're halfway. What do we think of who's going to win Coach of the Year? Who's going to win? Who are the best rookies so far? And you mentioned C.J. Stroud, like the runaway favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. A lot of people have started just talking about Most Valuable Player, and Lamar Jackson's name has come up a lot as part of those conversations, and he's been getting bet a lot to win Most Valuable Player this year, sort of bet down to maybe the second or third choice in the market. Obviously, you have Mahomes and Tua and you know Josh Allen and Joe Burrow who started playing really well the last couple of weeks. Jalen Hurts, and they haven't they only lost one game to the Jets. This doesn't have to be – like, obviously, none of us can predict the future, not really like what's going to happen in the future. Up to this point in the season, do you think Lamar Jackson has played at the highest level, at like an MVP-type level? I do. I do, and here's why, Ken. Uh, you know, he leads the league in completion percentage. But if you look at his yards per attempt, it's pretty high. It's close to eight yards per attempt, which is in the upper echelon. And then he's run for five, you know, five touchdowns. And they are seven and two. And he makes a lot of great decisions every week. He did last week against Seattle. Uh, He makes it look pretty easy. I mean, he would have bigger numbers if they weren't blowing out Seattle and Detroit, where, you know, if he had to be on the field in the fourth quarter, He'd be putting up more than nine touchdowns. But if you combine his touchdown passes and his runs, I mean, he's got he's accounted for 14 touchdowns. And I just feel like right now it's only going to get better. you got Odell Beckham really kind of involved for the first time last week. Um, you're, you're looking at Isaiah Likely, a second tight end next to Mark Andrews, you know, who stepped up last week. Uh, Zay Flowers has been a stud all year. Like, I think he's still getting to know some of these receivers. So I just think it's only going to get better for Lamar. Um, I, he, he's my candidate right now for MVP at the halfway point. Um, it's not a runaway. It's not a unanimous like it was in 2019. But I think he's out front of everybody right now. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a wonderful football Wednesday. Always great to talk to the National Football League with Odyssey Sports NFL insider, our good friend Brian Baldinger, who, of course, can be found on Twitter at BaldyNFL. 
Baldy, we will get the return on Sunday, we think. Uh, I know the Cardinals keep couching it like if everything goes well. Uh, of Kyler Murray to the starting lineup. We haven't seen him, obviously, since his last December when he tore his ACL. But Kyler tentatively expected back. The betting market tells you he's going to play in this game also. Arizona hosting Arthur Smith my least favorite person, and the and the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, Atlanta's about a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, Baldy, as Kyler returns to the lineup here. I don't know. Maybe the Falcons will have first and goal at the one. Maybe like they'll have like me or you run the football instead of B. John Robinson. We'll see. Uh, what do you make of this game here, Baldy, with Atlanta, the shortest of short road favorites at Arizona? And what do you think we see from Kyler Murray on Sunday? Well, I mean, Kyler's, you know, I mean, Hollywood Brown is out there, but, you know, McBride is new to him, and, I don't know who he's handing it off to, Nick. Maybe you do. I don't. I don't know if Dee Mercado's playing. I, I don't know who's playing running back right now for him. I mean, they all looked hurt last week. But, maybe James uh, Conner to answer your question, think, but he has. But he hasn't been cleared yet. So maybe it'll be James Conner ball. The otherwise, it's going to be like Keontae Ingram, which is a disaster. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, you know, probably Kyler's probably going to be their leading rusher uh, at this point. I think he's going to give him a lift. Honestly, I don't know what kind of time he's going to have with these guys. But I think he's going to be excited to get back out there and show people that, you know, because I think he's kind of playing for his job in Arizona. Uh, you know, if they're at, at a high pick or have the high pick, like it would make no sense not to go get a new quarterback and start fresh. That's just my philosophy. It's just, you know, my, financially it makes more sense. But regardless, I think he wants to prove a lot of people wrong about maybe work habits or, commitment, all that kind of stuff. I think he'll be excited. I think you'll get a pop from him in the lineup. And, I, and I've been impressed with how Arizona's played defense almost every week. I mean, Deshaun Watson struggled like hell against them last week. He made one or two good throws the whole day. But I have been impressed by how hard they played defensively. Um, and Atlanta, nobody can figure Atlanta out. They, they should be so much better than they are. But they, they find ways to lose games, like you mentioned last week. So if you can't score from the one, like do you deserve to win games? You know, that's kind of like how I look at it. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like Arizona and what Kyler's going to bring. Like, I think it's going to be exciting for the players and the fans to see Kyler Murray out there. I think there's going to be a pop to it. Baldy, the Saints-Vikings game, I'm talking about like the Falcons find ways to lose games. Seems like the Vikings were kind of up against it, obviously, from an injury standpoint, finding ways to win games. Maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell's like a, a better coach than, than Nick and I thought, at least. Obviously, they won a lot of games last year. Just sets up a really, really interesting game on Sunday where the Saints have started to look better. The Saints are a two-and-a-half-point road fav- favorite against Josh Dobbs. Obviously, came in for Jaron Hall. You can probably speak to like exactly how impressive what Josh Dobbs did, You know, not knowing the cadences and not knowing the plays and still finding the way, way to win a game. Okay, well, now he gets a week of practice. Now what's it going to look like? So Saints, a road favorite against Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. What do we make of this game with, with Josh Dobbs playing a second game for Minnesota? Well, I mean, it was a heroic performance. I, I happen to have worked with Josh in a couple of different enterprises outside of football, and you just, you know, you, you don't have to spend too much time around him to know that his mind is just different and more advanced than most people like myself. So, I mean, he's an impressive He's an impressive guy, period. But it was, it was incredible what he did last week. It really was. Um, I would love to see a behind-the-scenes look of how that sounded between Kevin O'Connell and Josh Dobbs with him in his ear, what he, how he just transmitted information and how he digested it and, and pulled out the win. But this Saints defense, I mean, there's, their quarterbacks against the Saints this year are completing 55% of their passes. It's the second lowest you know, quarterback rating in the league. 
Like, I don't think Josh can have this kind of uh, success against the Saints defense. This, these guys are good. And their defense backs, Paulson Adebo wins, you know, defensive player of the week, as he should have last week with what he did against uh, Chicago. Um, I, I like the Saints. I like the way they play defense. Their secondary is as it's about as good as there is in the, in the league right now. Um, I think Josh is going to struggle against this defense. And on offense, like they're not – they just don't wow you except when Taysom Hill's in a game. Like he is a difference maker for that offense right now. And they're finding more and more different creative ways to use him. And I feel like the more he's on the field, the better the offense looks. Taysom a couple touchdowns last week, including one throwing a touchdown last week, which frustrated me because I played against him in a couple of fantasy leagues, which no one cares about. So we'll move on. Uh, Baldy, final one for you here in about a minute. Can't wait for this game. Both teams coming off their buys. The San Francisco 49ers, a three-point road favorite at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you want to take these points here? Jaguars going to keep this close at home? Or is this like Niners coming out of the bye looking like gangbusters like they did to start the year? Niners and Jaguars, what do you got Sunday in Jacksonville? Well, I think San Francisco is going to come out like gangbusters. I mean, they haven't won a game in a month. But they're going to get two of their best players back. You know, Debo's going to play. Trent Williams is going to play. I mean, they – Debo is just a unique player. He just gives that whole team a different level of toughness. No matter what he does, whether he's running it, catching it, yards after the catch, running through people, he's just – like you could just feel the energy as soon as he touches the ball. And then, look, there's very few people that have ever played the game that play the game like Trent Williams at the tackle position. He, he literally opens up running lanes that are never there if he's not in the game. So I think they're going to be a lot better – with those two additions, and I think Chase Young is going to help this team. Like, Chase Young is not a complete player by any stretch, but he is talented, and I do think he's going to benefit by playing in this system where they really get to get after the quarterback in a different way than what Washington did. He's going to have better players around him uh, than what they had in a better scheme around him, and I think he's going to flourish in this defense. I, I think for those reasons, I like the 49ers – on the road to stop this five-game win streak of Jacksonville. There you got it, Baldy rolling with the 49ers. And Baldy, just to answer your question from before on the Cardinals running backs, because the news literally just like hashtag cross the wire, a.k.a. I got a push notification on my phone. Uh, James Conner back at practice today for the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see if they activate him to the roster, but maybe Conner running the football this week. And who knows, maybe they get down by the goal line. They'll hand the ball to the backup tight end in Arizona, like, you know, Arthur Smith likes to do with the goal line. Anyway, that's enough for me. Baldy, we love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Make sure to check out the best football show, also in the huddle with Baldy at Baldy NFL on Twitter. My friend, we appreciate it. Uh, safe travels to Baltimore. Have a great call of the Ravens on the Browns. Stay well, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, Nick. Take care, Ken. Talk to you next week. The great Brian Balter here with us on You Better, You Bet. I, I do a lot of content with Baldy during the week. He knows I, that I hate Arthur Smith. And he, and he yes, always humors me, too, which I really right. which I really <laughs> appreciate from Brian Baldinger. The Bear, Chris Felica, coming up next. College football bets for the weekend. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.